0: Uh, Moses had gone to the mountain to be with God for 40 days. And on his return, um, he found something. It says in verse 15, chapter 32, verse 15. And Moses turned and went down from the mount. And the two tables of the testimony were in his hand. The tables were written on both sides... On the one side and on the other uh, were they written. And the tables were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God, engraved upon the tables. When Joshua heard the noise of the people, as they shouted, he said unto Moses, There is a noise of war in the camp. And he said, Is not the voice of them who shout for mastery, Neither is it the voice of them who cry for being overcome but the noise of them who sing do I hear. And it came to pass as soon as he came near into the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing and Moses' anger burned and he cast the tables of his out of his hands and broke them beneath the mount. Now, what what I was prompted to share this with you about is the, we talked this morning about war and um, sometimes in the excitement and, and folks there is an excitement, I, I don't understand it, um, but there is an excitement about going to war and this is excitement is in the hearts of young men, um, at least it used to be. I know we came into a period of time when it really wasn't that way uh, as much, but it is. It's always been there. God somehow instills, or there's something inside young men's hearts that sees some kind of a a glamour and excitement about going to war. It's strange. Uh, It's very strange. I don't understand it, but it's real and... uh, uh, I experienced it uh, when the Korean War broke out. Shirley was working in a in a drug store. We were dating and um I went like because kind of sort of I was dating more than I was more serious than she was but uh, the korean war had broken broken out and uh I knew I was going to get called in. I knew that. And uh, I got to reading in the paper every day. I'd go down there at the drugstore and sit and read the paper and before I went to work and, and talk to her. And it was strange. It was the strangest thing. I I thought from the reading the paper at the beginning that it was going to be over with before I got there. And I had such an anticipation and desire to go. Now, it ended one time. And that was the first time somebody shot at me seriously. And I, I awoke, awoke to the reality of it. All the glamour went out of it. Didn't you understand that? I mean, it can go away quickly. When, when the, when the uh, fear of death rises, it can go away quickly. But there's some excitement and des- that rises up. I don't understand it. It's, it's, it's there. And did you experience something? I I did too. Boy, Robert knows what I'm talking about. I, and, and there was an excitement. It went away. But it was there. And uh, I feel that there's an excitement like that that gets in our hearts about going to war against the devil. Okay? And after a few battles, and when things get serious... All that excitement's gone. And reality sets in. And you've realized that you've declared war. And once you've declared war, did you know you can't undeclare war? You can't say, Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Let's uh, cancel that out. When you've declared war, you've declared war. And you're going to stay in war until somebody wins or until there's some kind of a peace agreement later on but you're in warfare and um, I, I, I read this and when a people ought to be in war or in a state of war or a desire of war they were playing He came down and Joshua said, Boy, that sounds like they're they're getting ready for war. I see shouts of war. And Moses said, No. They're playing. You hear what I'm saying? You know, either we went through a and and, and this is this is the problem today, folks, is that that we have learned to, to play church. And we've learned to play with spiritual words and actions. That we can get excited and shout like we're going to go out to war. And then we can go home and eat lunch and say, Boy, wasn't that good this morning? And not even dreaming that we've got to face Monday morning on the battlefield. I mean, what we said this morning and what we did this morning was not to have a good service. And so, wonder what we're going to do next week. Okay? It means that we were literally declaring war on the devil and therefore that we are going to go to war. Okay? It gets more serious on Monday morning than it does on Sunday morning. You know, we get in the camp and said, Hallelujah, we're going to go to war. Hallelujah. Monday morning gets here. Says, "Well, get up, folks. It's time to go." I said, "Oh, we didn't really mean it. We were just having fun." And I think that's where the church is today. That we talk a lot about warfare. We talk about a lot about victory. And we don't do much. Okay. Why is that? That's what in, in, in my young years, growing up in churches, I, I got a bad taste for exciting, uh, challenging messages and, and um, church meetings. They got everybody excited for an hour. And uh, holler, boy, who's gonna go with me, boy? And everybody, yay! And everybody gets caught up in, and respond to that. And it comes time to call them up on Monday morning. and Says, "Well, I got our first problem. Are you ready to go?" Well, and then here comes all the other. Okay. Now, it's serious. Okay. And uh, I talked about something this morning. I want to teach you one more thing. Folks, I, I heard something this week that excited me. And you know, I like to see new revelations in the Word. It excites me when I see something new. I, I don't know if anything excites me more than seeing something brand new. That I never saw before that's saying a lot. Um, One weapon that we have, we talked about this morning, was the Word. And that's a powerful weapon. But there's another weapon that is equally powerful, if not more powerful, than the Word. And that's a name. There is a name that's named that's powerful. Do you know what the power of attorney is? When I write the power of attorney, when I write a piece of paper and give the power of attorney To Shirley or someone. They can act like me. They can act on my behalf. I bought a house. When I was in Boulder. And the seller. The owner. Was not present. And did not sign the papers. But I bought the house. But there was a man there. In fact he was my realtor. There was a man there who had the power of attorney, and when he signed the papers for that house, they were just as legal as if she was there to sign the papers. And in any court, it would have held up. Now, if I'm going to give the power of attorney to somebody, I want to know them a little bit. You know, I don't have a stack of power of attorney and says, Well, here's you one, and here's you one, here's you one, here's you one, here's you one, and go around giving people power of attorney. Well, I give it to 15 people, 10 of them would sell my car. You have to know that person, right? You have to have some kind of relationship to really know that person. And you must trust that person, believe in that person, in order to give the power of eternity to. In fact, I have never given one out. I mean, maybe you have it on something, but I have never given one out. Did you know God did? Isn't that amazing? Did God give you power of attorney in His name? Did He give that to you because He trusts you? Now I ask you a question. Now, the Lord gave me the power of attorney. Would you give me your power of attorney? Would you trust me with your power of attorney? Uh, he, he did. Would you? And that's something? Okay. I want to look in this name a little bit. And I want to share with you. What I heard news this week, that so excited me, and, uh, and I think it's so important. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 2. It's going to take us a little while to get to the point, but you'll find it when I get there. Philippians chapter 2. Now, you're familiar with all This, this verses, and um beginning with verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men, And things under the earth. And that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now what this says, very simply, is that in exalting Jesus, God gave him a name that was above all names. And at this name, or even at the use of this name, but at this name... Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess him as Lord. Both where? Things in heaven. Every angel. Things in earth. Every man. Every living being. And things where? Under the earth. Now whether he does it today. One day. Satan and every demon will bend their knee and confess Jesus Christ as Lord. And it will glorify the Father when He does it. That's what it says. It will excite the Father. He, he exalted Jesus and honored Him with a name that... Every knee, every person, every tongue, everything that hears that name, everyone that comes before that name is going to bend the knee and bow and confess it. That's a powerful name, folks. A great name. Powerful name. Now, what name is it? Jesus? Let me ask you a question. Which Jesus? In fact, one place they said Jesus of Nazareth, and they had something happen. Did you know that there's a lot of men out there whose name is Jesus? Now, you may have heard them call Jesus, but what they're saying is Jesus. They just pronounce the J-H, but it's Jesus. And you're not speaking in their name. So it's not just the, the uh, five-letter name, J-E-S-U-S, is not just the name of Jesus or saying a name of Jesus that does anything. It's those with the power of eternity that can use that name in that manner. Okay? Now, what makes this name so special? Now, God put a a seal upon it. He exalted it. He said, I'm going to take this name and I'm going to exalt this name above all names. But, but what is a name? I want, I want to ask you a question. Who am I? Do I have a name? I have a name, don't I? It's Joseph. But, a name is simply a word to identify me. In fact, there's a lot of Josephs. Right? But there's very few Joseph Derringers. But there are some others. Okay? But I'll guarantee you we can narrow it down. There's not very many Joseph Truman Derringers. Now we're narrowing it down. But I know of one other. Because my name is Joseph Truman Derringer, Jr. Now we've narrowed it down just about where it should be. Jesus was the name that gave him. Now it had a meaning. And it's identification of who who we're talking about. But he was the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it's not only His name, we have His name, but we have the title also that describes more than just Jesus. He's the Christ. He's the Lord. Okay? With me to uh, uh, Acts chapter 3. I, I, I want to briefly go through this one to, uh, I'm I'm standing on some familiar ground with you. You remember in chapter 3 and verse 6, it says, And Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And remember, he walked. In verse 16, it says, um, well, let me read, well, verse 16. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. There's that name again, listing about the name. And look in verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 10. Be it known unto you in all... And to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from from the dead, even by this, even by him, does this man stand here before you well. By what? By that name. Okay? Look at verse 12. Neither is there salvation... In any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now you remember the word saved has to do with healing as well as salvation. With healing, deliverance, it encompasses all that. And in that name. Now look at verse 17. Chapter 4, verse 17. And, but that... It spread no further among the people. Let us therefore threaten that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. They recognize an authority in this name. Then look at verse 18. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. Now look at verse 29. And now behold, they're threatenings, they're praying now, and grant unto your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching forth your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of your holy child Jesus. You see how much the name, how important the name was? It didn't say abilities. It didn't say powers, it talked about a name. That speaking the name had power to it. Great power. Now, can anybody speak the name? Anybody can form the words and say the words and say Jesus and the Lord Jesus and all all these other things. They can't they. But does it have an effect when just anybody speaks it? There has to be something between you and Him for that power of attorney to be operating in you. There has to be relationship between you and God for that to happen. In John chapter 1 and verse 12, it says that, uh, um, But as many as received Him... To them gave he power to become children of God, even that of them that what? Believe on that name, or believe in his name. And these signs shall follow those who what? Believe. Believe what? In that name. They shall do certain things. What what's so great about this name? I want to show you what's so great about this name. Go with me to Colossians chapter 2. I ever seen this book? At the name of Jesus... 365 meditations on the name of Jesus. Did you know that there are 365 names of Jesus, at least or more? Isn't that something? Now, I want to show you why. Okay? I want to read a few things, some things that you're familiar with, but I want to read them. And um, I want to talk about God the Father. His name is Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. We sing that, don't we? Jehovah Jireh. Right. The word, the combined word, means that He will provide. In the Old Testament, there were many compound names to try to explain God. In other words, just to say God doesn't mean anything. God Almighty already starts talking about something about God. It's describing a little more about God. Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord that heals you. That's found in Exodus. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord our banner, the one who covers us, Jehovah Mekedish, Jehovah our sanctifier. Or Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah our peace. Jehovah Sabbath, the Lord of hosts. Jehovah Elyon, the Lord Most High. Jehovah Reah, Jehovah my shepherd. Jehovah Tzitkenu means Jehovah our righteousness. Jehovah Shammah means Jehovah is present. Jehovah, Jehovah, Jehovah. Now, that's God. There are so many places in here that talks about who Jesus is. He's, he's uh, I could just read some, He's a uh, he's, uh, king... He's our kingsman, redeemer. He's our keeper. He's our key. He's kind. He's king of kings. He's king of glory. He's king eternal, king of the Jews, lamb of God, lord of lords, light, love, law, lord, lawgiver, leader. That's just some of them. You could just go over and over and just see what Jesus is. But I read some things out of the Old Testament what God is. Now I'm going ask you to turn to Colossians chapter 2, and I want to read you a verse in here. Verse 9. For in Him, Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Are you know what that says? That Jesus is my shepherd. Jesus is... My healer, Jesus is my sanctifier. Jesus is my banner. Je- all that the Father was, Jesus is, because in Him everything that you read in the Old Testament about the Father, all the combined words, God Almighty, God—I mean—all the things that 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 has spoken about the Father, Jesus is. Everything that the Father was, and all that we read about what Jesus is. Everything about God totally is wrapped up in Jesus on one name. That's the name that we speak. Why, then why don't we have confidence and boldness and faith and assurance that when I'm speaking that name with that faith, and that confidence and boldness that when I speak the name the powers behind that name. You understand what I'm saying? Because all that God is, all that God was, all that God's going to be is wrapped up in one person, Jesus. And He's given us His name to speak forth, and all the authority, and all the 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 uh, uh, authority of all the kingdom, of all the glory, of all of heaven, and all creation, and all the Creator stands behind that name. Remember one time Jesus, as a demon man stood up and said, I know who you are, and began to talk about his name. And Jesus said, shut up and get out. Did he use, was he using his name? Many will come to me in that day and say, Lord, Lord, Lord. Did we not do mighty works? How? In your name. And Jesus said, Depart from me, for I never knew you. It didn't say, I don't know you now. I never knew you. People who try to use the name of Jesus without the relationship of Jesus. You know whose name we're using? The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. If there are any kings out there, He's King of them. If there are any lords out there, He's Lord of them. And He said, take my name. This is a weapon that you have. Take this name. Take this name. And use this name on my behalf. Now, all Peter and John said that day, all Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but what I have, I'll give you. What did he have? He didn't preach to him, he didn't give him a word of God, he didn't pull out a scripture, he didn't pray over him. You know what he did? He gave him what he had. And you know what he had? He had the authority, the, the, um, uh, what did I use earlier? Can't think of the name of it. Power of attorney. He had that power of attorney, that authority of a name that would produce and give this man what he had need of. And when he spoke that name, I'm sure that that spirit in that man heard. Jehovah Rapha. And healing comes. Do you know what Jesus is for you? Whatever you have need of. You ought to see some of the names. They astounded me when I read these. I didn't realize that he was all this. I thought he was great. I thought he was I thought he was you know, I could think of ten or fifteen even names. But three hundred and sixty five. You know what that told me? There are fifty two weeks in a year. I could preach on the name of Jesus for how many years? Seven years approximately? Every week, every Sunday morning, for seven years, and never preach about the same thing about Jesus. For seven years. I told you it's past finding out. And you'll find an answer for every need and every problem. Not in the Bible, although it's there. You'll find it in Jesus. And he says, tell them about me. Speak my name. Say my name. Tell them that I sent you. Tell them it's me. Speak my name. Go forth in my name. Tell them I sent you. That's a great weapon. Devils flee from the name of Jesus. Devils tremble at the name of Jesus. Satan backs off from the name of Jesus. Power is given in the name of Jesus. Deliverance is provided in the name of Jesus if I was in prison and somebody came with a piece of paper and came to that prison door and said the governor sent me open up the door I don't care who's in charge of the jail you know what he's going to do? He's going to open the door. And He's going to let me out. And you know what He told us to do? He sent us in the name of Jesus to set the captives free. To walk up to the jailer in the name of the the governor, the name of the king of kings and lord of lords, and said, set them free in the name of Jesus. Now, our problem is we don't believe it. We have learned to say the words. And they, bec- they have become a cliché. They have become words to say, almost like a good luck charm or a fetish. As if they were a magical name just to say the name We must have faith in that name. When we speak that name, we must know and believe that when we say that name, we're saying it with all the confidence that God is behind that name. And if I speak that name, it will perform what God sent me to do. And I become His ambassador. Folks, the word's important, like I said this morning. It is vitally important against the devil. But there's power in the name. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's great power in the name. It unlocks every door. It frees every man. It heals every disease. It saves every person. It brings deliverance to all. To everyone. That name brings it. That's why you're sitting here tonight. You're saved by trust and belief in the name of Jesus. And according to the word I read in John 1 and 12 it says to them gave you power or authority or the right to be called sons of God even to them that what believed on his name praise God listen to me uh, you know you know what stirred me up to get angry at the devil you all ready for this I hold on to these chairs I mean, hold on. I want to tell you something. Okay? I want to do a little rebuking or a little chastening or whatever you want to call it, but just hold on a minute. Wednesday night was one of the deadest nights that I've been around in a long time. I didn't feel any deadness in me. I saw deadness. And as if, and this is, you know, right or wrong, I'll just say it. As if we go through the week and finally get through the week and come in here expecting somebody to, you know, do some kind of a song. I used to think that I had to get a a little striped coat and a straw hat and a cane. Can you imagine me doing that? Please don't do that. No, well, I'm not about to. Do you, do you, can you picture that? And come up here and dance across here to entertain. Then everybody says, Oh, God. folks, we need to start coming in here already built up. This is not the gas station. It's our relationship with the Lord that's going to build us up daily. Okay? And I get so mad at the devil because he seems to just jump on you and drag you down. And then you drag in here And I thought, Lord, did I get and I feel like I get a pump. (laughs) Pump You know, if I can pump you up. Then you go out here from Wednesday to Sunday and then we pump up to Wednesday night. Folks, we've got a God that's alive all the time. We've got a Lord that's living inside of us. We've got authority that we haven't even tapped. We, we've got victory that we've not experienced. We've got a liberty that we haven't been walking in. And we ought to be doing it all the time. We ought to wake up, glorify God, and go to bed glorifying God, and all in between have glory in God. And that's what I was saying earlier. You know, we come and play this game of church and get excited and go home and get back down. How can you walk between here and the grocery store and raise up this crippled man between here and the grocery store? Because that's where we're supposed to be doing it. Because if we're supposed to be doing it in here, why aren't you bringing the lame and the sick and the halt in here then? At least do that. Do you hear what I'm saying? If we can do it here, then bring them in here let's do it. But that's not what God wants. He wants us to do it everywhere we go. And we're not going to do it unless we understand and believe there's power in the name of Jesus. Praise God.